You're listening to the RX Podcast, brought to you by Drug, supplying healing frequencies through conversations in music, art, and culture. What's up, everybody? This is Drug. Um, thanks for listening to the RX Podcast. Just wanted to talk to you about toxic relationships and how you need to make sure you are creating an atmosphere around yourself that is rid of toxic relationships. And that means that, hey, you're not going to be able to tell everyone in your circle everything. You're not going to be able to trust everyone in your circle. There are people around you right now, family members, friend, friends, people that are co-workers, they don't have your best interest in mind. Hey, you're probably dating someone that doesn't have your best interest in mind. And it's the people that are closest to you a lot of times that will expose themselves when the timing is right and when you're down. And so be sure that the relationships you're in, the people that you keep closest to you are not toxic. They're not just literally sitting time bombs to come and get you. And I think that's really what we're we're seeing in this day and age right now is we're seeing a civil rights movement. We're seeing a pandemic People are infecting one another and they don't even know they have this virus. They can't see it. They don't know they're infected and they infect someone else. And so you got to make sure that you're getting yourself, test your relationships, test your friendships. You know, whether that's you got to like not speak to some people for a while and see how they react. Maybe you don't tell someone your success. And you see how they react without knowing that information. Um, You got to test people's hearts out here because people are revealing themselves. I see people a lot right now revealing themselves as straight up racist, as people that have no idea that they're even being racist. They just keep spreading it all over the place. And they think they're not racist. And they say they don't see color. And they say that white privilege doesn't exist. They're crazy. And I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth on all those things. We could go, I mean, that's another episode another day. But I just think we've got to be people that say, listen, man, I'm not going to allow toxic relationships to be in my life, period. You know, Adam Dollars and myself, we just released a song. I'm going to have Adam on here in just a second. Give a quick little thought uh, from him and hear his story a little bit. Um, But before we do, I just want to make sure that as we're also getting rid of toxic relationships, we're also ready for good relationships and healthy relationships. And we're preparing ourselves, releasing ourselves of to- toxicity. Because, you know, I see people as well, they, they say, well, if you don't vote for who I'm going to vote for, or if you vote for this person, then you and I can't be friends or just unfriend me now. And I think we've got to move beyond that. I'm all about unfriending people. Listen, unblock some people, mute some people, restrict some people unfriends of people on social media maybe you need to actually just delete people's number and you just need to like not talk to certain people for sure there's some things there's some relationships that aren't going to survive this pandemic but to say that if you don't agree with me or if you don't vote like me or if you don't like do everything that i do then we can't be friends i think you're really creating a toxic atmosphere around yourself And you got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about just canceling everyone around you. This cancel culture, it it can get out of hand. And who's canceling the cancelers? 
and who's holding them accountable. So be careful that we don't, uh, in the midst of trying to get rid of toxic relationships, we don't all become toxic ourselves. Um, and I think that's what um, this this song, Sunset Boulevard, is about that I just released with Adam Dollars. Like I said, it's about relationship that was headed south and became toxic. And, and finally, it's the end of the road and you need to cut it off. And I think in reality, sometimes the best thing you can do is cut off a relationship and just and let it die because you're opening yourself now for healing. You're opening yourself up for a new relationship. Well, these are friendships. These might be friendships. These might be romantic relationships. But I think be careful not to um, call everyone else toxic around you or because someone disagreed with you. Um, and then in turn create toxicity. Um, that's all I have to say about uh, that topic specifically. Right now I want to pitch it over to Adam Dollar's interview um, that I'm going to have with him right now. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? This is Adam Dollars. Uh, man, talk to us about where you're from, kind of what you've been doing uh, in the last few years and why you got into music, kind of a little bit of your journey and background. Um, I'm Adam Dollars, man. I'm, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, born and raised. Um, you know, uh, recently, like, you know, music, like, I guess you can say, like, I've kind of taken the extra step forward past two years like last year I dropped my first album um dropping the second one in like almost exactly a month um so you know um I just been you know just consistently putting out music watching it grow over the past couple years you know forming forming good relationships with people in higher places than myself sure uh, you know like I said, music was just always, I think music is just kind of like, you know, people always ask you that question, like, hey, when did you get into music? And it's like, yeah, really, it's like a lifelong thing. Like, I mean, I got guys that I know who went to college and became lawyers and engineers, and we could go back to high school when they had, like, some rap song recorded on their friend's computer. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just something that we all do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got into like really taking it serious like five years ago, like actually trying to make a career out of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's like where it started, like 2015, um, just really going, you know, full jack and like, hey, man, maybe I could really do this. I'll take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. And so far, so good. I mean, <laughs> that's great. So, are you doing music full time? Are you performing? I mean, obviously, with the pandemic, were you performing a lot out or just uh- recording? What's kind of like your main focus right now? But yeah, definitely. So uh, I definitely do a lot of shows, um, typically like in the city and in the surrounding cities. Um, yeah. Of course, the pandemic, um, I had like three shows get canceled, you know, just in the early part of this year. Just of course. Of- so um, like that slowed down and things like that. But uh, like I said, I also do um, I also do a lot of writing for other artists bigger than myself, too. Um, That's great. Not something that I really talk about because, you know, confidentiality clause purposes. Sure. Hey, I wrote this verse with this guy, but right, right. <laughs> but uh, so, I, do you do you know, any production too, or no? Um, 
I don't, I have the ability to, the funny thing about that is if somebody was like, hey, can you make a beat? I'd be like, yeah, I can, but I can't make the type of beats I would rap to. Sure, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's harder to get into that because it really takes a focus. And when your art, it seems like, you know, obviously I've been listening to a couple of your songs in your recent album, you know, obviously you would consider yourself, I would what, like a lyricist or what is that kind of that genre of hip hop? It's, is it, is it conscious hip hop? I'm not really f familiar with exactly what you would say like the genre is inside I, of hip hop. I, I really can't say because it is, it's like more of, I can't say conscious. I mean, I can say conscious because it's very aware, but sure. I, think, I think at the same time, it's like, um, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, it's not really a, a proper term, but I guess you want to say realistic, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I guess that's, a, that's a, a broader topic, but I guess for me, it's like, you know, the, 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 the argument between hip hop in, in today's age is that, you know, the old heads wish that things were, you know, super deep lyrics and just like crazy lyricism. And some of the younger kids just want to have fun and do TikTok videos and, and do songs that barely rhyme, you know, and just kind of like pop and the beat really matters. And so where do you kind of find your tension, your balance between actually providing substance and also providing something that people can like enjoy and that it's not just like over their heads, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's about finding that medium, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, I find myself in the middle, you know, I find myself as being having the ability to take a deep dive into the lyricism and but i'm not gonna sit here and lie and act as if my content is any different than a lot of other guys um mm -hmm. i guess you can kind of compare it to tupac like you know tupac can hit you with the gangster west coast raps but he also slide the conscious lines in there in between sure but it's, it's just kind of having a fine balance and you know but i, I also use a lot of hard-hitting beats you know to also even it out and like i said like you know i'm just uh i, I I know a lot of rappers be like, oh, I'm an artist, like, mm. <laughs> but I would really consider myself an artist because, like, I do write a lot of R&B records, like, all of the R&B parts of my records I wrote myself. And did oh, that's records. cool. Yeah. Really dope, man. So who would you say is coming, like, your favorite or your Mount Rushmore of, like, hip-hop, you know, artists? What would kind of be your top four? Oh, man, like, favorites of all time have to be had to be Jay-Z. Um, of course, I I'm, I love Notorious Big, I can't lie. Um, mm -hmm, yeah. I, I'm going old school right now. Right. But it's just, like, <laughs> I mean, is it? They just had their impact. They just last yeah. over the Like, you know, so, of course, Tupac. And I think, you know, the, the wild card, the fourth one, people probably think I'm crazy, but I'm like the huge Rick Ross fan. Like, oh, wow. That's I interesting. Love yeah. Well, I mean, he's respectable, and obviously, you know, here in Miami, he's a legend, you know, so, but um, it's definitely something that's, uh, I think, said that's ultimately, like, your voice is the talent, you know, and sometimes when you have that unforgettable voice, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's not even, as, like, is your cadence right, or maybe even as a singer, it's like, are you the best singer? But no, your voice is amazing, so, you know, you're <laughs> unforgettable, so I, I feel that. Um, man, tell me about some of the things that you're working on right now. I know we just did this song together, Sunset Boulevard. You're listening, um, you haven't checked it out, you should check that out. Uh, it's a really cool song that we just dropped. And um, But tell me about the, this upcoming project that you're doing and kind of what we can anticipate to see from you as far as musically. Okay, um, 
this 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 project like i'm, I'm kind of creating like a, a series like the first album was called it comes with a price um so the second one is the second installment is going to be called but all is well so it's like a continuation of it um it's going to be uh very similar in sound um but it's going to be like more evolved you know what i'm yeah. saying like i actually got vocalists you know singers on hooks and stuff and choruses and stuff this time around um i think that my um I think I have better records. Um, it's just it's just really carrying me through the journey of like from place to place. Like you know, like you know, every time you create a record, you're in a different place in life, a different headspace. So we're trying to reflect that in, in the music, you know. But like I start I started off the same way, got like a real big intro, you know, no hook, all bars. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we just kind of sell it through. It's um, I probably say like I said, my the first one was very successful. Um. I can honestly sit here and say with a straight face that I think this one will have a chance to definitely go maybe top three on that's iTunes. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. talk to me about that as far as like, and, and I know that you, um, you know, work with different labels and artists and, and people that are in the industry, but what's it like kind of building a career from the bottom? I mean, I, I just, that's really what I want to encourage people that are younger or maybe people that are just getting started or maybe feel like they're too old to start. You know what, what what kind of advice can you give to artists that are that don't feel like they have a the, the record label backing maybe they're independent trying to do it their their own what would be some of the advice that you have uh for artists looking to 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 make a successful music career i think um i think one of the best thing i could probably say is just like you know that old saying like run your own race like yeah. can't yeah, compare yourself to anybody else like you know I can have a, they can have a guy who gets a million streams, you know, every month. And you, and he probably sets his goal every year for like, Hey, I want to make 50 million streams this year. But mm -hmm. you know, if, if your highest streaming record is only a hundred streams, then you just need to focus on getting 200 right. and, and focus on 500. And, you know, it's just taking those steps because I think sometimes just in all phases of life, we try to focus on getting, we, we we skip out by getting the one, the two, the three, the fours, and the fives because we're too busy trying to get hundreds right. at one time. That's true. And it's just like, man, like, you know, like my dad used to always tell me, man, like every person counts. Right. Every person counts. You know, one person tells a friend, they friend tell a friend. So I think that that's a, a you know, like I'm not a, a huge star, but, you know what I'm saying, I'm able to to move a lot of records because I focused on just the people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Instead of yeah. just, you know, it just like, it's true what they say. Like you're either going to like choose the the popularity or you're going to choose the, to move the music, you know? And, you know, it's, it's a very true statement. That's true. Talk to me about maybe some of the most interesting or like the smallest venue you've ever performed. Like talk to me about some of those things. Cause I know you've probably been in some, some different places, you know, as far as venues, but talk to me one of the most interesting or maybe the smallest just kind of venue you've ever performed at. Oh man. Um, man, I, I, I performed a few places like, um, like, uh, probably the most memorable, uh, performance I had. This is funny story because, uh, this is the, I actually, this was the performance. Like when I'm in a studio creating these records with my friends and they were the only person hearing them. And, you know, this performance, like, really made me be like, yo, I want to try this for real. Like, I was able to get on stage. And this was 2014. 
2014, um, Nipsey Hussle had just came out with the Crenshaw uh, mixtape, the one he was selling for $100 a pop. Wow. Uh, he had a performance in Houston, Warehouse Live, the tour was stopping. And uh, I ended up getting able to open up for him. And uh, wow. it was sold out, it was about 2,500 and that they was going crazy. And, you know, it was so intimidating because I had never been in front of a crowd or anything like sure. that. So, I mean, they was literally booing openers off the stage. Like, <laughs> Dang. So, like I got up there and I did like three songs and, um, wow. man, they they gave me an ovation leaving off the stage. And then I talked to my homeboy, uh, shout out Bread, man. I told him he came out there with me and uh, I hit him up and I said on the way back home, I said, hey, on the way home, I, I got to create a project, something to put out. Like, it's just time to do it for real. That's amazing, <laughs> man. But, what so a story, was, bro. Yeah. And you, got like, to, you got to enjoy the show too? Like you got to see, see the show up close backstage or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was, it, it was just an awesome. experience. I'm saying and at that point in time like nobody knew he was going to be what he turned into yeah i mean yeah. that's the craziest story man because you know a lot of times <laughs> like we don't understand that every artist that kind of is you know really i i mean you look at drake's and 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 right. jay cole's and kendrick lamar's these guys started out just with a dream and you know and and just smaller venues and just trying to push their albums and obviously you know it takes a lot of uh, people a lot of a team to, to make uh, career in music you can't just do it by yourself you know and, and obviously uh that's important but i think it's also important to not just have like the look or maybe the the viral moment but it's about having like a longevity you know and you talked about that it's about moving the music past just like okay i got a, a hit song on the radio for a few maybe weeks or whatever it is or and i say radio it's so outdated but i'm just saying you might have a tiktok viral video but like are you really gonna be able to sell out a show you know what I'm right. saying? Like, if you do a concert, who's going to show up? And I think you've got to make sure that you're not overlooking, like you said, the one or that person that's going to listen to you, you know? Um, like, I did a show the other night on Saturday night, like, you know, and I haven't done a show in, like, four months, but I just did this show, and it's, like, a small venue, you know, just obviously a handful of people there, but it was intimate, and it's something that I'm able to pass out, like, cards, and I'm just, like, trying to push because, you know, any way I can get myself out there right now is important, you know, and that's obviously a win for me. Um, and I think that sometimes we overlook the small beginnings. Um, so uh, I don't know, I guess we could just leave with maybe one more thought. It's kind of what you feel like your mission is with your music. And what would you say is like, you know, the biggest burden on your heart, for what you want people to understand? Because obviously hip hop is, um it's a storytelling genre it's a it's a genre that's about um uh justice it's about overcoming it's about um literally you know about change it's about revolutionary i mean the, the, you talk about the hip-hop that started it started from really the streets the movement of what people were dealing with in everyday life and how they were going to articulate that and it's yeah. helped to i mean dude change so many things in our society from city to government and so hip-hop plays a huge role in society and now obviously it's the most popular genre in america and or in the world if you will but i think just like kind of what do you feel like your message is and what you want to get across as a musician and what kind of your life i don't know story mission might be talk to us a little bit about kind of what you feel and what your heart is for for your music moving forward me personally i, I just want to tell my story um 
I want to tell my story, but but I also have a have a deep connection with where I'm from, Baton Rouge, you know. So at the end of the day, I'm I'm an anomaly from Baton Rouge. Like people don't rap like me in this city, you know. We we're popular right now for you know Boosie, Kevin Gates, NBA YoungBoy, you know those are the guys. But as you can you know, as successful as those guys are, like their music all are very similar. It's mm-hmm. a particular sound, and, it, and it's, it's all it's sonically driven all the same way. So we we haven't had anybody come out of this place, you know, like myself. So, like you know, just my journey is just trying to do it in a different manner, a different fashion. You know what I'm saying? And 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 be able to tell my story, but tell it how I want to tell it. You know, and mm-hmm. not be forced to, you know, make it sound a certain way. Um, and I think that that's important to me because, like, it's kind of like. There's a lot of talented guys here, and they don't they they can't get the light because they're going against the crane. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like I was just telling a, a guy that I know. Uh, shout out D. Shaw, man. Um, I was telling him about you, and uh, and uh, I was just telling him that because he he's a dope he he's a he's a dope rapper. Probably, if I had to say, out of the guys in Baton Rouge that I know, you could be in my top five. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, he, he's 21 years old. He's a white kid rapping and he can out rap all of these guys, but it's so hard for him to move because of the climate. Right. You know, and, and, and it's just like, you know, he always texts me not to say, man, just keep going, man. Like you're going to have your opportunity. And, um, but, um, like, I think that's just what it is. Just trying to break that mold. Cause you know, like a lot of people don't know that, that record labels, when they see somebody with a certain sound pop from a certain place, after that, they go looking for more like that because because right. people love familiarity. So whatever's sure. hot moment, we want to get ten of them in the in the office right now. Right. So we piggyback off this sound. So right. <laughs> so it's like you know I'm just you know as of right now you know what I'm saying I'm 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 holding the burden of you know breaking the mold through for everybody you know hey I, I happily do it. Bro, I respect that. I think that's I think that's awesome. I think. You know, for me, I find myself like I'm like questioning, like, why am I in Miami, like trying to do R and B, like this white guy playing guitar, like meshing these alternative rock vibes, and it's like, you know, I've had people tell me, hey, like, I don't know what you're doing in Miami. That's not really the city for that. And I think sometimes, like, we can get discouraged because we don't have all the ability to just move to L.A. or New York. And honestly, too, a lot of times I see people move to these cities. And they go crazy. They get addicted to drugs. They're just like strung out. They just, their whole life falls apart. You know, like, I don't know that like Hollywood is the place that you have to find success at. And I think that, you know, I mean, that's why J. Cole tries to, you know, find his solace in, you know, North Carolina, because he's out in the woods, just like, yo, I, I can't, I can't keep up with everybody else. And I think we've got to have a place of mental health stability and say, you know what, like, I'm going to actually build, and you know, with the power of the internet, we have the ability now to create music most musicians don't even meet each other i mean you and i obviously we never stuck in the, got in the studio together but we're able to create you know music and so the 21st century there's got to be a way to create and find your sound be yourself and stay in your city and yeah if you want to move fine but i guess the point is is that sometimes we're always like looking for the grass to be greener on the other side if right. you move to new york you're just going to have expensive bills that's not going to make you any closer to like making it in the music industry if you don't have talent if you don't have work ethic you know, the team around you, if you're not actually putting in the work. And so I think that's good advice, man, for people to, to take, uh, take away. So again, guys, this is Adam dollars. Check them out. You can check them out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, or not on, not on Facebook. Actually, I tried to find you on there. You're not on there. 
Instagram, Twitter. That's Adam Dollars. Um, this is Adam Dollars with a dollar sign at the end. All right, check him out on Spotify. You can go ahead and stream our brand new single, Sunset Boulevard. It's going to be on either of our profiles. You can check that out. And uh, thanks, for, man, for for stepping in. I know it's a just kind of a last minute ask, but I wanted to come on and talk to us about the song and kind of about what you're doing. So looking forward to to hearing more from you, man. And um, yeah, you guys go run it up and check out his music. Got a new album coming out. What's the date on it? What's the name? called but all is well and it's coming out on august 21st it should be up for pre-order next week y'all check that out all is well august 21st yes sir y'all check it out it's gonna be a great album i'm looking forward to hearing it man and uh again appreciate you thanks for coming on we'll talk soon all right bro appreciate it bro appreciate it.